I decided to come to the Epic Intensive because I was telling a lot of my friends what I was getting into, a lot of older, a lot of older folks that I'm friends with, and uh, they were like, I wish I would have gotten into something like that when I was your age. If enough people tell you that, then it means something. I almost didn't come to the Epic Intensive because I wasn't sure that I'd be able to do it. Naturally, I, I say no before I say yes. I stay in a comfort zone and so I know myself and I know I need to step out of that comfort zone. So I force myself to say yes. Hey Matt, thanks for, thanks for doing this and uh, hope you remember me. I'm gonna make you proud. Hey, Rockstar Matt here. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. I've got a really good one for you today. And if you're listening to this show, whether today is your first day or it's your first year or maybe you're almost your 10th year, like, can you believe somebody could be listening to this show for 10 years? I know I've been here for 10 years. I know some of you have been as well. And what that tells me is you're into real estate investing. You want to make some money in real estate. Maybe you're already making it. Maybe you're not making as much as you want and you want to make more. And if you're really serious about it, about learning how to invest in real estate the right way with regard to learning the lead machine building blocks to attract better leads, the language patterns to get more sellers to accept your offers, and how to creatively finance your deals without using your money or credit. I mean, it's with those three things where the real money is made. Join me at the next Epic Intensive Lead Machine Workshop in Manhattan Beach, California, July 18th through the 20th, where we can work on all of this stuff together in person. Reserve your seat at epicintensive.com. It's Manhattan Beach, California. It's the beach. It's right there in the city's name. It's the middle of summer. Bring the family. Make a vacation out of it. Go to epicintensive.com and let's make it happen. This is Terrio Media. Casting from Terrio Studios in Glendale, California, it's time for Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. Hello and welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Podcast. This is the show where I show people how to escape the rat race using real estate. And to make this happen for you, really simple, just make this one little shift. Shift your focus from making piles of money to creating streams of money. Do that one time and you are on your way. You're going to be moving 10 times faster than those that choose the alternate path, the old antiquated path of obtaining wealth. And uh, let me clarify, this is not get rich quick. Not by any means. It's get rich quicker, however, and it's getting rich permanently. That's what we're all about here. And to get started down that path or restarted, I've created a free course just for you. You can go to freerealestateinvestingcourse.com and you'll get a crash course there on how to find deals and the two quickest and the easiest strategies to a paycheck in real estate. And then just stay tuned in here each and every week. I'll show you exactly how to put that paycheck to work for you in a way that it works harder for you than you did for it. Sound like a plan? Sound like a plan to me. And uh, I'm out of the studio again, traveling, doing a little bit of traveling in beautiful uh, Terranea Resort. If you've ever been here before, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, I highly recommend you put this on the list. It's in uh, Palos Verdes, California, Los Angeles County. Alrighty, so uh, picking up from where we left off last week in turning your, turning you into a badass real estate investor, we're gonna, uh, we're going through that that badass investor plan. We went through the primary, those three primary pillars: attract, convert, and exit. And then we went through the the nine profit accelerators that you need to become a badass investor, one who can work more on their business rather than 
in it. That's the goal. So you need all nine profit accelerators, but we're going to go through the first three that can get you traction the fastest, and then we'll loop back around and get you the other six, okay? But you need all nine, but we're going to go through the three that are going to get you the quickest results. So one is you got to know your exit. We're talking about the flip. Two, you got to generate leads. We're going to focus on automation. And three, you got to control the leads. So we're going to talk about the presentation of your offer of your price and terms. And so we covered the flip last week. And this week, we're going to cover automation, the automated lead generation specifically. But really, what we're going to talk about today, you can apply it to many aspects of your business. But we're really looking at lead generation, creating the engine of your lead machine. And, uh, you know, why, why would you want to have a lead machine? Because the real reason is it, it, it's really frustrating. You feel overworked if your lead generation isn't automated. You feel underpaid. You, in your progress, it comes really slow. And, you know, they're really only 24 hours in a day and you're only one person. And if the only answer is to work more, to make more, this real estate thing, it just might kill you. Okay. It's got its limits. But if you get all this stuff done right, you're going to have some time off every now and then. And you're going to be paid well for the hard work you do put in. You're going to be able to speed things up, speed up the process, and you'll be able to enjoy the independence and freedom that that real estate promises if you do it right. All right. So, uh, Mackenzie Kelly, I've mentioned her a few times here on the show. She's a great example of automating her business and specifically her lead generation. She lives in San Francisco, California. She invests virtually in Indianapolis. And she's a very successful entrepreneur. She owns a few companies, and they're pretty large companies uh, with, with two partners. And she, all that to say, she's, just, she's the definition of busy. If anyone doesn't have a spare time or if anyone has an excuse that I don't have time to do this, it would be her. But uh, if she can make time out of her schedule to crush this business, so can you. So she has a big goal. And that's really what it comes down to is the why you're doing this. And if your why is big enough, you'll find time. And, and, and her big goal is to create enough passive income to help her husband, a San Francisco sheriff, replace his income so he has the option to quit his day job. And she's really just kind of tired of seeing him come home every night beaten up and tired and wore out and you know, he has to go to work. So her whole goal is that if I can get enough passive income from my real estate, at least he'll have the option. He doesn't have to quit his job, but what a different feeling it is walking in on, uh, walking into work every day, knowing that you don't have to be there. You're there because you want to be there. So that's what she wanted for her husband. And she almost didn't join because one, she really didn't know if she could create the time. That was a big issue for her. And two, back in 2007, she lost a big deal. I mean, she lost, a, a, she lost big time in real estate and, and didn't know if she really wanted to go through that again. So here's what we did. First, we reframed her past real estate experience as a, an experience to not repeat. I remember this conversation specifically. We we're actually in uh, uh, the lobby of a hotel in San Francisco when we had this conversation. And to make sure that you just don't, you use that, you take the right lesson from your upsets, the right lessons from your failures and you progress forward and do it better the next time. And so many people will choose that lesson or will take that lesson the wrong way and actually just quit and go try something else. And it's really a shame because you've spent so much time, so much energy, so much resources and money to acquire that education from the School of Hard Knocks. What a shame to just throw it away and go try something else because now you're so much smarter and you, that's a big education. So I just had to reframe that so we can move forward. And she could use that information to just mitigate future risk. She's a better investor now because she went through that. So let's not ignore that 
that education that she's got. So that was the first thing. Then we booked just one day a week for her real estate. This was actually kind of her creative way of doing it. And it worked really well. She went and had a conversation with her two business partners and said, uh, I'll be here six days a week. But on that seventh day uh, on Fridays, I'm going to work my real estate. And they agreed. And then all the systems were set up to automate and delegate the lead generation and her overall business on the other six days a week. So she was there present on one day a week. All of her automation ran her business the other six days. And uh, here's what she got. She got her first check of $8,000 inside of 30 days. She was pretty excited about that. And she's been able to create, fast forward, uh, she's been able to create uh, $15,000 a month of passive income in a little over 12 months. And her husband now goes to work because he wants to and not because he has to. And, and he has the option to quit anytime he wants to. Right. And her real estate, she's uh, gone off to other ventures and she's doing other stuff, but her real estate is still running. It's a little bit more. It's more of a hobby for her right now and not so much this goal obsessed um, venture that she was involved in. But it still runs. And because she set up all the systems and the automation. So uh, got she got what she wanted inside of 12 months. Total badass. Right. Totally. All right. So there's there's five key points I want to go over with you today. Um, Point one, uh, we're going to talk about you. Automating you, you know, whatever you're good at, you that need it just needs to come automatically. Even if it requires your actual time, you need to be so good at it that your results are automatic. Point two, uh, we're going to talk about the difference between automation and delegation because you need both. They are different, and you need both. And the reason you need both is because this is indeed a people business. You've heard me say that once or twice before, I'm sure. Uh, people, especially. Especially people in distress from where we get our discounts from, right? That's how we get discounted real estate because we find people with problems, that people within some sort of distress. Um, they don't want to talk to a machine. They want to talk to a person that can help them. So do what you do best, automate the rest, and then outsource or delegate what you can't. Okay, so that's point two. Point three, we're going to talk about what and when. What are we going to delegate? What are we going to automate? And when is the right time to do each one of those things? Because there's a hierarchy of needs for your business of which the sooner those needs get automated, the better off your business is going to be. So lead generation, it's the it's the first thing that comes to mind. I think it's the first thing that, that you should tackle. It's probably actually the easiest as well, and we'll talk about that in a sec. And then point four, technology. you got to stay on top of it. It, it changes daily, seemingly. But a ton of the mundane but necessary can be formed with technology. It's, it's the heart of your automation. And then we're going to talk about virtual assistants. You know, there seems, seems to be a, a love-hate relationship even with just the idea of virtual assistants. But if you do it right, there'll be much more love in the air and there'll be zero room for hate. All right, so out of those, which one of the five do you need most and why? Which one is, is resonating with you? Is it if you being automatic, you creating automatic results for the stuff that you're good at? Is it getting a good distinction between automation versus delegation? Um, is it knowing what to delegate or automate and when to do it? Is it the technology you have a question about? Is it the virtual assistance for virtual assistant you have a question about? Which one of the five do you need most? Okay, so think about that, and we'll go over all five of them. So point one, let's talk about you, okay? Whatever you're good at needs to be automated or automatic, I mean, even if it requires your actual time, you need to be so good at it that your results are automatic. For example, if you're taking the seller appointments at properties, you're meeting with sellers, you've got to practice that in the same manner that you'd practice your golf swing to try and make your golf swing automatic. 
or, or your jump shot. How do you make your jump shot automatic? Like the ball goes in every single time or playing the piano. How do you play that concerto perfectly every time? How's that, how does that result get automated? It's through practice. So you need to be able to walk into a house, automatically build rapport, present an agreeable offer of price and terms that the seller loves, and walk out with a signature. You need to be automatic in this department. This is the highest and best use of you, the highest and best use of your time. Um, another area to look at as far as being automatic with your results or your response is when someone asks what you do for a living, right? You probably get asked that two, three times a day, depending on what your social life looks like and how talkative you are to other people. That always comes up. What do you do? What do you do for a living? What, how's it going? I mean, I've been here at uh, this Terranea resort for the last few days and I've had that conversation three or four times. So your, your answer needs to be automatic. And answered in a way that you automatically generate leads and contacts for the betterment of your business. So your response is like, if you're just saying, I do real estate, boom, that that conversation just ends. And it ends because people think they know what real estate is. They probably think you're an agent unless you're asked to to clarify. Um, But it puts it on them to carry that conversation forward. And you need to answer in a way that you're carrying the conversation forward. Um, you know, when I got started, money was really tight. There was certainly no room for marketing, let alone to automate that marketing. So I had to automate myself. I had multiple audio business cards at the ready. That's what I called them, audio business cards. And I had those at the ready for every occasion, depending on where I was and, and who I was looking for at the time. You know, for example, uh, you know, mo- my most, um, the, the answer I would use most frequently it's because it just kind of fit a universal uh, universal environment, and it brought in good people for me that I was always looking for. So I'd, if someone asked me what I did, I'd say, hey, I show busy professionals how to build cash flow in their spare time so they don't have to work so hard. That's what I do for a living. So it's very different than me just saying real estate or I'm a real estate investor. No, I show busy professionals how to build cash flow in their spare time so they don't have to work so hard. That specific one right there, that damn near launched Cash Flow Savvy because I was using that audio business card when I was selling other turnkeys uh, other turnkey businesses when I was selling their properties and it generated so many leads for us that it made sense for us to start our own turnkey business and that's how Cashflow Savvy got created just with that one audio business card um, and there's a formula for this it's, it's like this it goes I plus action verb plus target market plus benefit so they can benefit okay so that, that, I know that's a mouthful listening to it in this format, but it, it's very simple. So it's I action verb, the action verb being show, right? So I said I show, then your target market, and my target market was always busy professionals because I wanted people with jobs, I wanted people with money that wanted the benefits of real estate but didn't have the time to do it or didn't really have the desire to do it but knew they needed it. So I'd always just look for busy professionals. To me, that meant they have a job and they have money. So that was my target market. And then the benefit is how to create cash flow. Right? How to create passive streams of income. How to create uh, income from real estate. That's the benefit. They're going to get the income. They're going to get the cash flow. Then you have to have the benefit of the benefit. So they can. So mine was so they don't have to work so hard. Right? So they can take their foot off the gas every once in a while. So I show busy professionals how to build cash flow in their spare time so they don't have to work so hard. And I would, uh, that, that just, it, it worked like a charm. And then I give realtors, like if I was ever talking to a realtor, I would say, I give realtors free seller leads so they don't have to prospect. 
So I give, there's my action verb, realtor is my target market, and the benefit is they get seller leads, free seller leads, and the benefit of the, <clears throat> excuse me, the benefit of the benefit is they don't have to prospect. So I know having been a former real estate agent that realtors hate doing that. They hate knocking on doors, they hate cold calling, they hate holding open houses, they hate that, but it's essential and absolutely necessary to their business to generate leads. <clears throat> excuse me again. So... That was another one. I give realtors free seller leads so they don't have to prospect. I've got great realtors on my team. It got me great realtor leads. Uh, another one was um, when I started looking for, uh, let's see, not, uh, yeah, for probate. When I started looking for probate and looking for divorce and bankruptcy stuff, I'd go to family law attorneys. And I would say uh, I help family law attorneys liquidate their clients' assets so they can pay their legal fees. So I help. There's my action verb. Target market is family law attorneys, and the benefit is liquidate their clients' assets so they can, the benefit of the benefit is pay their legal fees. So the family law attorney actually gets paid. Collecting as an attorney is a really difficult part of the job sometimes. So I was able to uh, offer that benefit and then the benefit of the benefit into my response. And never once did I really say, I do real estate when they asked me what I did. So you've got to automate you. You've got to be automatic at what you're good at or what you like or where you're most valuable in your business, okay? This is a skill. You've got to practice your performance. You've got to perfect your technique just as if you were learning to, you know, uh, hit, hit that golf ball, that, that golf swing, or the jump shot, like I said, or, or play the guitar, or play the piano, just the same way you'd practice anything. You've got to automate you, okay? So that's, that's point one. Point two, automate versus delegate because you need both, and they're different. Like I said, this is a people business, and when we're looking for people that are in distress, people with problems, because that's where the benefit that we bring to them, that's why they'd want to work with us, that, that's, those are the people that are going to be attracted to what we provide. People in distress, whether it's financial distress, personal distress, or they got a property in distress, they don't want to talk to a machine. Okay, They just don't want to do it. They want to talk to a person that can help them, and they typically want to talk to a person right now that can help them. So... I want you to do what you do best. I want you to automate the rest and outsource what you can't, specifically the parts that need people, right? And here's what I mean. When you call your credit card company or you call the phone company, they have this amazing automated customer service system. It's, it's, they, don't, like, they don't even need to pay an employee for this system. It's so awesome. And it's set up so that they don't have to talk to their customers. It's called a phone tree. And sometimes they're voice activated. Sometimes they're touch tone activated. 100% automated, 100% computerized, all technology working perfectly and to get their desired result. So they think. It works great for them. But how does it work for the customer, right? How does it work for the customer? I would have to imagine most customers hate it. I know I do. And I hate it especially and particularly when I'm in a hurry or when I'm concerned or when it's an emergency. I need a quick answer. I've been known to cuss out a computer over the phone. <laughs> Ask my son. He's heard me in the car get quite frustrated sometimes. So there, there are things you can automate like your direct mail or your pay-per-click campaigns or your online lead capture with like a, a landing page where there's really no customer interaction, okay, just to, to make that initial contact. But you should delegate the fielding of those leads where there is customer interaction. Don't try to automate all that. I think that's a big, big mistake in this business. So that's the difference between automation and delegation and the types of things you'd want to automate and then the types of things that you definitely do not want to automate, but you certainly can delegate. Okay. Uh, point three, uh, what and when? 
what and when. What are we going to automate? What are we going to delegate? And when should we do it? What should we attack first? Because there is a hierarchy of needs for your business of which the sooner those needs get automated, the better off your business is going to be. And lead generation, I think that's number one. That would be the first thing I'd get automated if you're just starting to make attempts to removing yourself from the, the some of the daily tasks of your business. Um, I'd start with lead generation. It's probably the most important as well. It's probably the easiest to automate that. And, and with that said, don't, I see this happen frequently, don't overwhelm yourself with the idea of creating and automating a bunch of complicated lead generation business systems. Okay. I mean, it took us years to create what we have in place right now, but we started small. We started with the first thing and we just, once we had that uh, in place, we just continued to build on top of it. I mean, you certainly can go to work on systemizing and automating your entire business and you could start that right now. But just understand you're going to, for a moment, for a while, depending on, on you know your skill level there and the time that you have available, you're going to be removing yourself from the real estate investing business and you're going to be in the systems building business for a while. You know, one of the things we do inside of the REI ACE program is we just, we copy and paste our systems into our clients' businesses and we get it all done for them inside of 48 hours so they can be up and running in their real estate business much faster rather than have to stop everything to go set it all up themselves and kind of do that and piece it all together and learn by trial and error that this works, this doesn't work and all the planning and the strategy and the, and the thought and then, then you're dealing with software and you're dealing with technology and you're dealing with passwords and it's, it's, it can be a mess. I know this because we went through it, but we have it all done now and we just copy and paste that into our client's business. And um, William and Miguel, they've, they've got it down to a streamlined science. They've, they've helped me out with this and they've kind of taken ownership of this part of our business and they're studs. They're rock stars. Anyway, after you've got your basic lead machine running, I'd look at your your business like this with regard to what to automate next. Okay, get the lead machine up. Focus on that first, so your leads are running. Especially if you have, if you're going to be doing this part time and you've got a full time job, you want to be creating leads all the time. You don't want those two hours a day, three hours a day. You have to work on your real estate business. You don't really want to be generating leads with that time. You want to be contacting the leads, so you can automate that lead generation. And then, uh, so the time that you do have available, you're actually talking to people and you're setting appointments, you're writing offers. Okay. So after lead generation is up, what's next and when do you do it? Okay, so this is what I would do. I've got kind of four steps to this. I would automate and delegate the items that you hate. Do those first. Work on those first. Or you got to learn to love them. That's the option. Automate and delegate those first or learn to love them. Because if you don't, you're not going to like this business and you're not going to be passionate about it. And you're not going to be doing what it takes and not to be doing it consistently. Okay. Number two, I want you to automate and delegate the items that you're not good at. Do that next. Even if you like them, if you're not good at them, um, automate or delegate them or just make a decision to get good at them. Okay. That's number two. Uh, number three, automate or delegate the items you are good at but would rather not do. Okay. The stuff you are good at that you but you'd rather not do. Like I think I'm pretty good at, at writing copy on uh, our landing pages and putting that stuff together and I kind of enjoy it but the, it's very time consuming it takes me away from my business so I'd really rather not do it I understand it's not the best use of my time but I'm good at it but now we, we have somebody else that does that okay? and I just kind of oversee it I get to um, manage that and then the uh, last thing is go ahead and automate and delegate the items you like or, or, or not you don't have to uh, it's just that once you get yourself 
out of the business, you want to kind of focus on being redundant in your business. Okay, that, that ideally is where you want to be, to where you can just come and go as you please and it's always getting done. So you can be as involved or uninvolved in your business as you want and you're still getting your results. So even the stuff that you like, go ahead and, and try and create some redundancy there in your business. That'd be the last and final step. That'd be the ultimate place to be. Okay, so um, a list of all these different things that you could automate or delegate. We really want to focus on the money-making stuff or the stuff that takes you away from the money-making stuff, okay? Um, like accounting and stuff like that, those are pretty easy to, to automate or delegate that because you can they're readily available to people to hire to do that for you. But the money-making activities that should be performed inside of your business and should be performed consistently, that's what you really want to focus on. So use the daily success report to, to do that. And the reason, it's, it's a scorecard that we... And our clients use to keep us focused on the right activities during the day. But for this purpose, it can also serve as a roadmap of what you're going to want to automate and delegate first and in what order. So if you'd like a free copy of the Daily Success Report, you can get one. It's just go to dailysuccessreport.com and you can download it for free there. Dailysuccessreport.com. All right. So that's the approach that I'd use to work out the... Uh, the what and when of your automation and delegation. Like if I had to do it all over again, that's how I would do it. Um, like I said, we went through this kind of the long and hard way by trial and error, piecing stuff together. But looking back, that's how I would have done it differently. Now that we're here, now that we've got it done, um, I think we could have done it a lot faster and more efficiently if we did it that way. All right, so point four, technology. Okay, lots of technology out there and you got to stay on top of it and it's changing all the time. And, uh, I would love for you to use as much as you possibly can to get rid of the, the mundane but necessary activities um, that need to be performed on a daily basis. You can do that with technology. It's really the heart of your automation, and it just gets better and better every day. And, but there's a lot of stuff in there that uh, seems like it's really cool and efficient, but it doesn't really impact your business or affect the bottom line other than adding another expense there. Um, just un, there's a lot of bells and whistles out there. There's a lot of shiny objects out there on the technology side that that may appear important, essential, and or powerful. But just be careful of chasing those shiny objects because they are abundant and they can quickly and easily steal your time. And all of a sudden, you're in the shiny objects business and not the real estate business. So let me kind of just give you a guide of what the the bare minimum you need with regard to technology that you absolutely need. Okay, the first thing you need is a CRM, a customer relationship management system. Okay. That they, they say the fortune is in the follow-up. You've heard that, right? I've even said it before. And to some respect, it's true. And, but, uh, I mean, because you can't follow up unless you can keep track of your leads and contacts. But that saying is the fortune is in the follow-up, not totally true. Like a CRM is not going to change your business. It's just going to make your business easier to be able to keep track of your leads and your contacts. Because the fortune is not necessarily in the follow-up. The fortune is in getting signed contracts for discounted real estate, which you have to follow up to make that happen. But that's not where the fortune is. You have, uh, just because you're following up, don't think you're on your way to a fortune. Okay, that's why I bring this up, because just by having a great follow-up system doesn't mean you're going to make a fortune. You need to set appointments, present offers, and get contracts signed on discounted real estate. That's where the real fortune is, but the CRM puts you in a position to be able to do that more efficiently. Okay, So you need a CRM to do that, but the CRM itself is not going to make you any money. The follow-up system itself is not going to make you any money. Okay, It's 
by uh, getting setting appointments, getting contracts signed for discounted real estate. That's where the fortune is. Anyway, um, uh, like all technology, it's what you do with that that's going to that's gonna make your money. So that's the first essential. You need a CRM. The second essential piece of technology you need is a call capture phone number. A call capture phone number. I wouldn't recommend spending one dime on your marketing before you are able to capture the information of all the people that call you based on your marketing. And that's what a call capture number system does for you. It captures the phone number of your marketing inquiries, your leads. So whether they leave a message or not, boom, you've got their information. Okay, You need to be able to do that in order to follow up. A very small percentage of purchases are made on that first contact. So you're going to need to make multiple contacts with your leads. You'll need to follow up because that's where the sales are made. I think it's somewhere right around the eighth contact that 80% of purchases are made. And, and uh, that leads us to the, the – when I say 80%, I'm talking about uh, between the one and eight. If you've made eight contacts, you've uh, – uh, what do you call it? Um, you've purchased 80% of the opportunity that was there within all of your leads. I'm not saying it happens on the eighth call 80% of the time. No, just somewhere between one and eight. But very few happen on those first two. And so that leads us to this third piece of essential technology. You need an email autoresponder. Because of the eight contacts that the statistics say you're going to need to make to extract 80% of the purchases your marketing is going to generate, it doesn't necessarily have to be you that makes those eight contacts. I know some of you are thinking, gosh, I have to call them eight times to make all the money out of my leads generation. No, it doesn't have to be you that makes those eight contacts. An email autoresponder can make several of those contacts for you. And we have an eight, uh, uh, an eight automated email messages where we have eight email messages that are automated and they go out to our seller leads every week. Okay, We just have those eight and they just rotate and they go on indefinitely. So that's one part. That's why I'd start with technology. You need a CRM, you need a call capture phone number system, and you need an email autoresponder system. And there are many choices in the marketplace for those technologies for each one of them. Lots of CRMs out there, lots of call capture phone number type systems, um, a lot of email autoresponders, all with their own little nuances and perks and tweaks and, and pros and cons. Um, we use REI solutions. We just we used to have a bunch of different services that we were subscribed to and involved in, but we went to REI Solutions because it just has it all in one system. It works all underneath one umbrella. Um, it's got the CRM, call capture phone number, and email autoresponder. That's all included in the one system. And it has a bunch of other stuff. It has project management. It has uh, four full SEO websites that you can create and, and unlimited landing pages. And it's got the, the, pri- the project manager for your transactions. And they continue to add features to it. It's, pretty, it it's, it's worked really well for us. It's a very dependable system. And the fact that we use it all underneath one umbrella actually cuts on our costs a little bit too. So, um, you know, in fact, uh, they're making a huge announcement this week with regard to new features and upgrades at REI Solutions. But uh, the point being here is it has the essentials that you absolutely need. If you want to check that out, you can. It's rei.solutions.com. rei.solutions.com. I think that really could be the beginning point and the, and the center focal point of your, your technology. All right, so that, that's point four. Uh, technology. Point five, virtual assistants. Now, there seems to be this love-hate relationship, even with just the idea of virtual assistants. You say virtual assistants and and people just kind of roll their eyes like, been there, done that. I'm never going down that path again. They're overrated. They're, it's not what they, propo- uh, what they proclaim to be, blah, 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 blah. And that's what a lot of people have, have that experience because they did it wrong. 
But if you do it right, there's going to be much more love in the air and zero room for hate. You're going to fall in love with this idea because VAs, they're, they're for your tasks, the tasks that you can't automate. You know, like data mining of the online court records. Um, that's time consuming. Okay, but you can't really automate that. Every county and city is different, um, whether it's a county-level lead or a state-level lead, a national lead. Like all that stuff is different. Um, going through online classifieds, there are systems out there that do a lot of um, automated. They say they've got this automated service that sucks leads out of Craigslist, stuff like that. But still, when you go through that, you're missing a lot of stuff, and you need a person in there with an actual brain to, to cipher through that information, but it's time-consuming. Um, online real estate sites... Uh, online property management sites, all the stuff that's time-consuming, not to mention boring. But if you do it consistently, it will generate business for you. So if you've ever hired a VA and were less than satisfied with the results, I totally understand because I've been there. I've been there multiple times. You know, the book, 4-Hour Workweek, got a lot of people really excited about VAs, suggesting that all you have to do is look up some guy or girl in Pakistan and they'll do all of your work for you for $4 an hour. And when I got when I put that book done or put the book down, uh, I was excited and I rushed to hiring VAs after reading that book to only be seriously disappointed and repeatedly disappointed. And after a year or so of trying to make it work, switching from VA to VA to new VA to new VA, countless times, thinking that I just hadn't found the right one yet. And it was all the VA's fault. And then I started to blame Tim Ferriss, the author of the book. It's, what is he talking about? This doesn't work. And, you know, after sharing this experience with several people over the years, people much smarter than I, and some not smarter than I, but they just understood it. They got it. And I, I realized the errors in my ways. You know, the, the book, 4-Hour Workweek, had me viewing virtual assistants as plug-and-play technology. And I lost sight of the fact that they were actually people that can't read my mind. <laughs> Once I realized these are people that cannot read my mind, everything changed. Once I approached working with virtual assistants as if they were no different than people working in my office, it, it, everything totally transformed. And, and so did our production and so did our income, so did our bottom line. So what we did is we created standard operating procedures. We call them SOPs. You've probably heard of them before. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. But standard operating procedures, SOPs, for all of the boring and mundane activities that we wanted done for us online. I mean, we really, literally went through step-by-step step of our process and just wrote it down step-by-step. Step. And we did it in a way so simple that a five-year-old could follow it. That was kind of our mantra around creating these SOPs. We have to make it so simple that anyone can do this. And then so we gave those SOPs to our virtual assistants, and then we checked in with them once a week to offer any support if they needed it, answered any questions, gave them some training, gave them a pat on the back and encouragement, gave them some constructive criticism, just gave them people-to-people -people interaction the same way we would do it if someone was in our office. And once we had all of that delegated and got that system up and running, we started thinking about what else could we create an SOP for? And then we really got got bit by the bug after we figured out how to make the virtual assistants work. We started experimenting and creating it. That's how we've come up with so many different methods for our virtual assistants to generate leads for us and our clients. In fact, our SOPs, that they're so good now, as with anything, the more you do it, the better you get. But they're so good that some of our best VAs, they came to us with absolutely zero real estate experience. And they're finding and creating great leads for us. All right, so that's our most exciting example of delegating. And of course, you know, you can delegate the bookkeeping to a bookkeeper. 
You can delegate the transaction coordination to a, a TC, a transaction coordinator. You can delegate the screening of your leads. You can uh, delegate the setting of the appointments. Um, one of the better services that we've used for delegation is Pat Live. It's pretty popular. If you haven't heard of it, most people have, I think, in this business, and a lot of people do use it. But what it is, it's a live answering service that will call, or excuse me, that will answer your phone when you can't, and they'll ask a predetermined set of questions that you give to them. And when they ask those questions, they import the answers right into your CRM. So it's like you've got a 24-hour system working, or a 24-hour phone service working for your business. And uh, it's really this, this combination of automation and delegation, as many of our strategic systems are, uh, we use CallRail as our call capture system. We set up a, fl- a call flow, uh, which you can schedule when you want to be able to, available to speak to your leads. And then Pat Live can answer the rest of the time. So if you've got a full-time job, you, know, you can have Pat Live take your calls from 9 to 5. And then when you get off work, you can have all of a sudden now your calls come to you for the next two, three hours. And then when you go to bed at night, then Pat Live takes over again. And it's a great way to just um, be available 24 hours a day, delegating that responsibility, that very important responsibility, to someone else. Because it's I, my opinion, I think it's better to have Pat Live answer than nobody answer at all. Um, I, it's better to have somebody answer the phone because these people in distress – these motivated sellers, they want to talk to people. They don't want to talk to a phone tree. They don't want to get an automated text message. They don't want to get all that stuff. And stuff, you know, that stuff can help. It can add to it. But at the end of the day, they want to talk to a person. And this has been a great solution for us. So that's with, with regard to virtual assistants or someone like Pat Live or you hire someone in your office to, to man the position of those two things, whatever. That's delegation. Okay, that's point five delegation. And this is much of what we cover at the Epic Intensive, the Weapons of Mass Production are these different strategic systems that we've created using automation and delegation. It's probably one of the more popular two sessions of the Epic Intensive to generate the lead all the way to setting the appointment to, yeah, from say, taking that lead, generating the lead, to setting the appointment all the way to um, getting the contract signed and having that whole system in place so that you can focus on the highest and best use of your time, talking to sellers and writing offers. All right, so... Seats still available. We're getting really close. We'd love to have you. Uh, we're meeting with a group of investors. We're going to turn them into badass real estate investors. And if you want to be a badass investor yourself, I encourage you to attend. You know, we've got a 12-month program that we do with uh, the Badass Investor Program, but we're breaking it down. We cover every aspect of it in three days. So if you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you. Go to epicintensive.com. And we'll map it all out for you. It's November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. It's going to be your last chance to catch the greatest real estate investing event ever, the Epic Intensive, Weapons of Mass Production, where it's the last time we're going to cover how to get highly potent tools, how to get all the highly potent tools and methods that every real estate investor can use to find more motivated sellers, buyers, and private lenders in as little as 60 seconds. Even if you think you've heard it all before, we're going to cover it. This is the last time we're going to do it. The next intensive will be an entirely different theme, an entirely different subject that we're going after. All right? And as soon as you register, you get instant access to Epic Fast Formula to $10,000 in 30 days or less. This is the formula that um, kind of reverse engineered from how Brad Donnelly got his very first paycheck. Uh, you got $5,000 in, in 30 days and another $26,000 in 45 days. So <clears throat> it's, uh, that's for you, free as soon as you register. And This is all taking place on November 2nd through the 4th in Birmingham, Alabama. Early bird pricing is now open, still available, 75% off, only for the next 
25 people and you get to bring a friend. So that puts for the next 50 people because we're reaching capacity and who knows? I don't haven't checked the numbers. I don't know where we are at this moment. Um, the pricing will continue to go up or the doors is going to flat out close. So please reserve your seat at epicintensive.com if this is even remotely interesting to you. And uh, I will see you there. I'm looking forward to uh, meeting you in person. We've been talking here for so long virtually. Love to meet you in person. Shake your hand and work side by side with you, elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder, and get you on the path to becoming a badass investor yourself. Alrighty, God bless to your success. I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. You've been listening to Epic Real Estate Investing, the world's foremost authority on separating the facts from the BS in real estate investing education. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to visit iTunes and share your thoughts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here at Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.